doing? This is Robbie. I um, want to let you guys know we are having a uh, Christmas outreach December 20th um, from 1 to 3 o'clock p.m. Also, um, we need the spirit of Keebler, so we need some volunteers to make some cookies. Sign-up sheets will be in the back. Uh, mark your calendars December 14th. Right after service, we'll be having a potluck, a Christmas potluck party, and also a ugly sweater contest. So, get your ugly sweaters out. Some of y'all have a lot of them. I'm just saying. But anyhow, we're going to be giving away prizes to the first and second um, winners of that. So, um, sign up in the back, and um, time to get your ugly on. Hey, man. You should go on a mission trip. To where? To Mexico. No way, who's going to Mexico? ELC is going to Mexico, no December way. 21st to the 24th, and we need your help. My help? How can I help? You guys can help by donating at elevatelifechurch.com, and here's the address right here, so we need you guys' help. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys that helped out at our One Sisterhood event on uh, Friday. My wife brought an incredible word uh, there, and... Uh, um, I want to thank all the fellas that helped out that night, too, so that the ladies could be blessed. Give it up for the fellas in the house. Our uh, men's discipleship group stepped up and served and set up and did all that, and we're very uh, grateful for that. Uh, one other announcement that didn't make the uh, list there was this Friday, the mix is having a pajama jammy jam. Okay, so if you're at the mix, wear your pajamas. I just threw that name on there, so... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, wear your pajamas, but make sure they're appropriate. Come on, how many know you got to say that nowadays? Because if some people wore what they wore to sleep, that ain't appropriate. Come on, put a shirt on, amen? All right, okay. It only came with bottoms, so not put a t-shirt on or something. Come appropriate, that's for the guys and the girls, and they're going to have a lot of fun, and that's this Friday. Uh, as we said earlier, make sure, uh, too, Oh, actually, I didn't say this earlier, but make sure um, that you mark your calendars for December 20th. That is when we will be doing our Christmas in the Neighborhood, uh, which we're going to receive an offering for in just a little bit here. This year, we're wanting to step it up a little bit. Uh, last few years that we've gone out uh, to La Creta and things, we've taken a gift for the family. And maybe well, last year, we also took some cookies. This year, we're asking if, if each family or whoever can, can bake some cookies so we can go out there and hand out. We're going to be going out into the neighborhood with Santa Claus, and uh, we're going to be handing out gifts. We're believing God to be able to provide gifts for the small kids in this area here. How many think that would be a cool thing? Okay. And so we're going to go door to door. So, you know, we're not just going to, we're going to go door to door so we don't get mauled in the streets. Door to door, find out what kids are there. And we are going actually this week to the toy district in Los Angeles. And we're going to buy a bunch of toys for girls and boys and go all throughout this neighborhood here until we run out, providing just some gifts from Elevate Life Church just to love on this community. And I don't know about you, but the last six months, there has been a lot going on in this neighborhood right here. There have been killings, there have been shootings, all sorts of stuff in this neighborhood. We just want to be a light. And so, uh, you know, we just want to go out and with all the craziness happening, wow, here's a church, here's Santa Claus. These people are just coming out to love on our kids. And it might, be, might seem like something small, but I believe in the scheme of things, it is a big deal. Amen? So in just a little while, we'll receive an offering. But before we, we do that, uh, I also have here uh, some ballots, okay? Ushers, if you can go ahead and pass these out. 
What we're going to be doing uh, for our end of the year party, which is coming up next week, is we are doing our awards uh, that day, okay? And our awards are yearly things that we do to recognize people in their service unto the Lord. And so we're asking you guys to vote for us, okay? So after service, uh, you can fill these out. I believe our ushers have pins, too. Uh, If you need a pin, they'll get one to you. Uh, And so, uh, you okay over there? They're on the third row, and you're on... (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, But anyways, on this little piece of paper here, there are three awards that we're asking you to vote for. Servant's Heart Award, the Carrier of the Vision Award, and the Leadership Award, okay? And this just really helps us recognize people in the body that serve and do some incredible things so that you can have a great church experience and that so we can reach the community. So we're just asking you to to, uh, put somebody's name on there that... One ballot, please. Yes, no ballot stuffing, okay? And that, don't try to get everybody to vote for your mijo either, okay? Let him win it on his own, all right? So, uh, so no briberies there, okay? So, uh, but yeah, just off top, what, whoever you feel like, you know what? We want to recognize this person. Just write these things down here, and then you can put it in, uh, turn it in at the back table right after service there, okay? And ushers will get some pins to you. If Eddie can uh, figure out how to pass out papers there. So if you need a pin, uh, just lift your hand and the ushers will get you a pin there. And, uh, and please don't, you know, don't be causing a, a fight by why are you voting for him and all that. Amen. Praise God. Uh, one other thing then, too, while you're doing that, if you can vote and listen at the same time. Uh, next week is our Christmas celebration here at the church. So we're doing it a little different this year. Last year, we rented a place, and we did it on a Sunday night. This year, we're doing it right after church, okay? So uh, we're asking you to come and bring a covered dish of some kind to share. We are going to be posting on the Facebook page what you're to bring. We're going to do it as alphabetical. So if your name is A to, if it starts or ends with, what is it? Starts or ends? Starts. (laughs) If your last name starts... I don't know where I got that. With an A through like a K, we would say bring a dessert or, you know, so forth and so on. So we will go ahead and post that on Facebook so you know what you're supposed to bring. And we will provide all the, all the plates and, and cups and things like that so you don't have to worry about that. And uh, we'll post more information about that. And then right after service, we're just going to have a nice lunch in here, pull out all the tables, and we're going to have just a good Christmas time together where we're also going to give out the awards and different things like that. We are doing an ugly sweater contest, so if you've got an ugly sweater, as Robbie said, some of you might have a lot, wear it, and you could win a great prize for your whole family, all right? We're not talking about just a a $5 gift card to McDonald's. You know how we do prizes. We like to bless you guys, and so if you got a good, good ugly sweater, then wear it, and you might win a prize. And uh, I, how many got an ugly sweater? Anybody got some ugly sweaters out there? Okay. If you don't, I saw a bunch of them at Target the other day. They literally make them for things like this. Um, and, you know, if you're a Raider fan, a Raider sweatshirt doesn't count. Okay. I know it's ugly this year. I know it's ugly. Doesn't count. Hey, I could say that because that's my team. Amen. You Niner fans, don't try to pass that on because somebody will get you in the mouth right there. I could say that. I'm a card-carrying Raider Nation fan, and it's ugly. But I'm believing for a miracle today because it is the battle of the bay. Amen? And we're believing that the Raiders, the Raider Nation will rise. Oh, I'm sorry I, had, I'm sorry. I had a flashback right there. Okay. So how many Niner fans we got here? 
Hey, I'll tell you what, they're starting to put Niner jerseys on Clarence, too. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Y'all can't say nothing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're dropping the ball this year. Okay. Let me get into the word in just a minute here. But uh, also, if you're joining us for the very first time today, just slip up a hand. We want to welcome you today. First time visitor. Give it up for some of our first time visitors right over here. Right over here. Just, right, just a couple right there. All right. Thank you for joining us today. Our ushers have something they want to put in your hand. Uh, just tell you a little bit about the vision of Elevate Life Church. Okay. You guys ready for the word today? Amen. So stay tuned on Facebook for all the rest of the announcements. If you're going to Mexico, make sure you put down a payment today. We want to lock in everybody that's going is $200, and we're going to be leaving on the 21st and coming back by noon on Christmas Eve. And so you'll be able to be with your families and whatnot. But please get a payment down today so we can lock in your space because we need to know so we can rent the vans and different things like that. So make sure you do that today. Amen. You guys excited about Mexico? Mexico is going to be a good time. Those of you guys that are going, uh, it's, 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 it's one of the greatest things I think we do as a church. Um, so if you've never gone with us, you, you should go. Because, uh, man, to see the level of, of need that we met out there. Basically, our church is Santa Claus for those reservations. With what we're doing with Rich Ministries, if Rich Ministries doesn't go out there, they don't get Christmas. It's like that. So they take them food. We take them gifts. Every year, these people are waiting for rich ministries in our church to get out there and show up so that they can have Christmas. It's a powerful thing. And what's really, what's really wild is we've been doing it now for goes four years back, seeing some of the same kids on those uh, reservations. I'm interested. We didn't go last year, so I'm interested to see uh, how they're doing up there. So it's going to be a powerful time. So please be a bar, be a part of that. And uh, if, if you're going and remember, we, we uh, we're excited about serving God this Christmas. Amen. It's not a burden. It's a privilege. Amen. All right. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, 31 through 32. Amen. Romans chapter 8, 31 through 32. We're going to jump off into a new series here uh, this morning. This December, we're going to talk about the gift and the giver, all right? The gifts and the giver. Romans chapter 8, 31 through 32, it says this. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Somebody say amen right there. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also, listen, freely give us, all things. I want to read it to you now in the Amplified Bible. It's similar, but there's a few extra words that I think need to be emphasized. It says this in the Amplified. What then shall we say to all, to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe if God is on our side? Verse 32. He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things. Let's go ahead and pray. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence that is here today. Lord, we know that you're a gracious giver and that you've provided everything we need for this journey in our lives. We ask, Lord, that you would open up our hearts and minds today so that we can understand who you are, the giver of gifts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. 
Romans chapter 8 is a great scripture, and I suggest you learn it because it has some great meat in here that you need to understand and, and get inside of your life. Because most Christians really, when it comes down to it, they don't know the God that they serve. They don't know the God that they serve. Because if they knew the God that they served, they would serve him. Let me say that again. If they knew the God that they were to serve, they would serve him. You know, it's said in most churches, and I, I, I declare will not be that way here. Most churches, 10% of the people do 100% of the work in most churches. Now, I know we're not perfect, but we're going to get there. Amen? Amen? Because it's a crime to serve a God who is so gracious in giving and be a person that calls him Lord, but yet refuse to serve. I don't get that. I can't wrap my mind around that. The only thing I can come to the conclusion is this. If you're not one that is excited to serve God, you don't know the God that you're supposed to serve. Because when you know the God that you're supposed to serve, serving becomes easy because you know how good he is. It's also said that most Christians pray an average of five minutes a week. Come on, that's like over your meals and now I lay me down to sleep. That's the average Christian. Praise God we're not called to be average. Can I get an amen on that? See, why are people resolved to live like that? It's because they don't know God. Because when you know God, you run to his presence. When you know God, when you mess up, you don't run from him, you run to him. Most people, if they don't have a good week, they stay home on Sunday. I can't go to church. I was at the club last night. I can't go to church. I did this. I did that. Listen, when you understand how gracious your God is, when you mess up, you run back to him. I don't, I don't get why sometimes we think that if I'm not doing good, the last place I want to be is in God's presence. See, you don't know your God. You don't know him. Because if you knew him, you would understand that his grace is there for when you mess up. His strength is there for when you need it. But what do most people do? They hide from God, run from God, don't want to be in his presence unless everything is all right. Listen, the place you need to be when everything's not all right is in his presence. But the average person doesn't know the giver of gifts. They know about him, but they don't know him. I'm believing that we can get you to a place that you can know God and know why it is that we'd run to him. Why it is that it's not a chore to do your devotionals when you know God. We still got people, ah, I just didn't get to my devotions. What do you mean get to your devotionals? It is not a chore. It is an appointment with a loving God. It is not something I have to, you know, oh, I just got to get in there and do my devos. You don't know your God. Oh, you know about him. You know certain things to help benefit you, but you don't know about him. And so my uh, motive in bringing you this this month is so that you will learn about your God. 
Because some of us have learned some bad things about our God that just aren't so in the new covenant. Can I get an amen? Religion has taught us that God is an angry God. That God is a distant God. That God is so far-fetched that how dare we try to come with him to him with our needs. And I'm just telling you, man, read the Bible. Look at the person next to you and say, read the Bible. So Romans chapter 8, we start off here. Again, it says, what can we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? It's telling you this, that when God is on your side, you're unstoppable. What is telling you? Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall, we, how shall he not with him also, listen, freely give us all things? What I want you to understand about God as, we're, and as we get into this series is this. God is a giver. He's a giver. And he gives freely. It's his nature. It's what he does. It's not, a, it's not a big deal for him. You don't have to twist his arm. You don't have to make an exchange of some kind of deal. How many remember those days when you would say, oh God, if I just pass this test, I will go to church every second of the day. How many remember those crazy, crazy promises? God, if you'll just do this for me, I'll do this, that, and the other. And how many of you know you never kept true on those promises? Come on. We don't have to do that. We don't have to make deals with God. We don't have to bribe God if you know him. Because the Bible says that he's a giver. How shall we not with him, how shall he not with Jesus also freely give us all things? I want you to remember this phrase here and understand this, and that is this. Giving is not only something God does, but it is something he is. Giving is not only something that God does, but it is something that he is. And let me, and let me break it down even more. The more that we give, the more like God we are. The more we give, the more like God we become. Giving is, is, is an operation that is of the spirit. I'll go forth and say it even like this. The greatest gift, the greatest expression of love is giving. The greatest expression of love is giving. Now, that only doesn't only relate to God. It relates to your spouse. Amen? It relates to your kids. Amen? And kids, it relates to your parents. Because some kids just take, take, take. Take, take, take. Mom, I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. But you know what? Do you love your mom and dad? If you love them, something has to go back their way. Can I get a good amen? amen. And the teenagers said, nothing. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's why I'm spending some time on this. Because it's not enough just to be, Mommy, I love you. Mommy, the poppy, I love you. Love has an expression. And it's giving. Amen? All right, come on. That, that's only, not only for the teenagers. Husbands and wives. Loving has an expression. It has an expression. 
So I know some, some wife is going to go home now. See, baby, you need to take me shopping. My wife said, amen. <laughs> I like how you keep it real, baby. Keep it real. Keep it real. It ain't going to happen, but keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs> now, now, see, but money is not the only thing you give. You give time. Somebody said, I don't want time. I want money. <laughs> I knew my wife. You was thinking that. You was going to come right at me, too. I, I feel you. You give time. You give service. Come on, some husband needs to go home and clean the house. I say, baby, I love you. I, I, I'm giving you this. Amen? Some wife needs to go home and clean the house, too. So it goes both ways. It goes both ways. Amen? It just, it just Giving is an expression of love. Yet we've got a generation of Christians that just go to church. Don't do nothing for nobody. Nothing for nobody. And claim, I just love the Lord. I just really love the Lord. No, you don't. Not biblically speaking. You may have an emotional connection that causes you to feel goosebumps or feel good about God. But until you learn to express your love to God through giving, there's a problem in your love life. Are you catching this today? And this is where most Christians are at. This is where most Christians are at. This is why a lot of Christians will only go to church where it's comfortable. Where it's comfortable. So you go to a church growth seminar and they teach us pastors these things. They say, in your word, be careful that you're not challenging people too much. Be careful that your services are, are pretty much the same every week as people like routine. And if you cause it to be uncomfortable too much, or you challenge people to get involved too much, they won't go to your church. They teach pastors these kinds of things. But see, I've learned that if I do that, I rob you of the very essence that you need to make it through life. Expressing love to God. We need to express. We need to give God worship. We're going, we're going to get there. I'm not, please, I'm not picking on anybody. But we're going to get there because we still have people that think worship is watching them do it. We, we, we can't be a church like that. There are too many churches that people just, hallelujah, praise God. Yeah. Listen, we can't play like that. We can't play like that, okay? And see, what has to happen for some people is they got to go through a crisis before they learn to worship God. I don't want to be that person. People, I'd rather learn the, the lesson from his word than have the word fall on me and break me. Remember that scripture talks about be, fall on the rock before the rock falls on you? Okay, why? What is it saying there? Listen, learn to go read the Bible and experience it and say, I'm going to do it. Don't wait for something bad to happen to bring you to your knees. Some people do that. Some people will not worship God until their house is about to foreclose. Until their son or daughter needs to get off of drugs. Then that's when you see mama, oh, father, where was you at the altar when things were going good? Why couldn't you worship God like that before? Instead, you was coming in with the hand on the chair thing, calling this worship. That is not worship. That's standing in a room while music is playing. 
Let me say that again. That is not worship. That is called standing in a room while, while music is playing. That's what that is. The Bible says worship is lifting of the hands, clapping of the hands, shouting, singing, dancing. That's what worship is. I was teaching this to some guys one time. This guy goes, well, you know, pastor, I'm doing all that in the spirit. <laughs> really? Well, get that out your spirit and put it into your natural. I wish it was that easy. Oh, pastor, I gave a million dollars in the offering today. You did? Oh, yeah, I did it in the spirit. <laughs> it don't work, folks. It don't work. It don't work. It don't work. But see, what is the, what is the concept that we're missing here? We're missing the giving. The giving of things. The giving of praise. The giving of thanks. The giving of service. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be givers. Why? Because we're lovers. We're supposed to be givers because our God that we serve is a giver. The problem is most people don't know him. Because when you know him, it's easier to be like him. Amen? So let's look at the attributes of God, the attributes of the giver. Let's call God the giver for this series. Because that's what he is. He's the giver. Okay? And it's important that you know that he's the giver so that you're not afraid to ask him for things. It's important. Some people don't ask him enough. And some people don't ask because they don't believe he'll give. I want to just blow that up in your, in your spirit today. Get that out of your thinking. He will give. It's who he is. He tells us over and over through the scriptures, ask, seek, knock. Why does he tell us these things? Because he's a giver. Some people, religious people, like to put things in their uh, vernacular. And I was with a guy, and he, you know, he was, uh, I, was, actually, I, was, I was traveling somewhere. And there was this guy that brought up a, a, a dude in a wheelchair to get prayer. And he wheeled him up to the front, and it was like, Pastor, could you pray for my friend? And all the while, this dude had an eye patch on his eye. Okay, he had an eye patch. And so I'm like, okay, praise God. But I couldn't get this guy's eye patch off, out of my face as I'm praying for the dude over here in the wheelchair. So I just said, hey, uh, do you want me to pray for you too? And here's what he said to me. And it sounded like a good answer, but it's not. He said, oh, no, 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 don't worry about me. I just want God to heal him. If God heals him, I'll be happy. Now that sounds so noble and so unselfish and so right but it's absolutely wrong. You want me to tell you why it's wrong? Because in this guy's mind, he thinks God is a limited giver. Like, God, you don't have enough for both of us, so heal him, and I'll stay this way because you can't do both miracles. I mean, my gosh. How many see what I'm talking about? A religious mindset just messes up the word of God. The proper thing the guy should have did was say, pray for my friend, but I'm next. Amen? And see, we have a mindset that God is not a giver. God is a limited giver. He gives to some. And, and so we need to come expecting God. If God can do it for one, he can do it for another. Well, pastor, why, don't every, why doesn't everybody get healed? I don't know. 
And I'm not going to pretend to give you some kind of theological answer. I don't know. One day in heaven, we will find out. Okay. But until then, it is my job to stir faith on the inside of you that you believe it can be you today. That no matter what, you serve a God that is a giver. And if you just keep asking, it just might be your day. Amen? But get rid of the religious mindset that God doesn't have enough to go around. He's a giver. This is why some selfish people get upset. They have not yet learned how to celebrate somebody else's victory. Because they think, oh, if he got blessed, they got all the blessing. I'm out. I'm out. That's why some, some ladies, you know, not all ladies, some ladies, their friends are all getting married and they're mad. Why are you mad? Well, she got a man and she got a man. I ain't got one. See, because they think that all the good guys, there's not enough. They think that because they got and they got, so you got this limited mentality. That because God gave to them, I'm going to be the one out. What you've got to understand is this. Celebrate others' victories because yours is coming. Because God is a God of abundance. And some of you, here's the test. You'll never be ready for what's, your, what's coming your way until you're happy when somebody gets theirs. Amen? I was on the phone recently with a pastor that got a new building. And I rejoiced for him. See, I saw it in the room. Some of you guys, some of you went, oh, that must have been hard. No, not at all. Because if God did it for him, he'll do it for us. Here's a, here's a kicker. His church is only two years old. Oh. And when we're going on five and we ain't got a building. Oh. See, you, you got that wrong mindset. God is a giver. And when he gives, he gives more than enough. But let's look at the attributes of the, of the giver. He loves to give. Number one, he loves to give. How do we know this? Look through the scriptures. Psalms 29, 11. Okay? Look what it says here. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. You need to write these scriptures down. Because some of y'all have been praying for strength. You need to know he's a giver of strength. He'll get you through whatever you're going through. He's a giver. Psalms 37, 4. Come on. He delights yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in God. You know what that means? I don't complain about serving God. I delight myself in him. I'm not mad that I have to be an usher or that I get to be in the children's ministry. It's amazing to me. Listen, if you're not serving in this church, you're not getting this message. You're not getting the word of God. Get involved somewhere. Amen? See, and it's not hard for people that delight themselves in God. The only way you can delight yourself in God is when you know him. The rest of us are just trying to get by. You know how many people come to the altar because they got a court date coming up? You know, people I prayed with this altar didn't see him afterward. I'm going to court Friday. I need Jesus in my life. It don't work that way. You know how it works? Make him the Lord of your life. Through the good, the bad, the ugly, he's God and I want to serve him. Delight yourself in him. And the Bible says he will give you the desires of your heart. What are the desires of your heart? Well, I want to be married. Get ready. 
well, I want to own a house someday. Get ready. But first, you got to delight yourself in the Lord. I want to get out of debt. Get ready. But you got to delight yourself in, in the Lord. Amen? But he's a giver of these things, all right? Look at Psalms 8411. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield, and the Lord will give grace and glory. Listen to this. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Why do we play games with God? Why do we have one foot in, one foot out? Why do we keep going back, keep, keep hanging out with those friends that are taking you down a wrong path? When this is the promise for serving God, that no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And we still don't want to walk uprightly. We'd rather walk with a limp. Come on, fellas, you know what I'm talking about. You'd rather be cool. You'd rather be cool than walk upright. Listen, I'll take walking upright better because that's when I get all the things that God promises me. No good thing will he withhold. Because he's a giver. He's a giver. And when you serve a giver, you don't mind giving back. Amen? When you serve somebody whose nature is to give, it's easy to serve him back. People, you know, tell my wife, oh, man, I don't know how you guys do it. You give so much. I know the giver. And every time he gives to me, all I got to do, all he asks that I do is give to somebody else. What would happen if we raised up a church of you that got that? That everything God's done for you, go do for somebody else. I tell you, we'd, we'd get rid of all the complaining in the church. Which needs to go anyway, amen? Complainers forgot that they don't have it all together either. How are you going to complain about somebody when you got issues? Well, I just don't think they should do it this way. I don't think it should be done like that. Well, you, I don't think your life should be like it is. I'd, I'd like to be in that counseling session, amen? Well, I just don't know why you guys do this and you got Listen, grace, grace. We serve a giver, which means he gave me grace. He saw all my mess. He saw all my imperfections. Now I'm going to face you and give you grace for all your stuff. You know how many people expect the pastor to be perfect? Nobody here because you already know I ain't perfect. I tell you every month, hey, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make mistakes. But there are people out there that expect their leaders to be perfect. And yet they hold them to a standard they don't even hold to themselves don't work it don't work if God gives you grace he takes you as you are you better take people as they are we'll get rid of a lot of complaining in that way amen help a marriage when you stop complaining about your husband and realize you got issues too yeah but he leaves the seat up yeah but you don't clean the kitchen after you cook yeah but he does oh I'm gonna start a war in here amen but see grace Give it, amen, and you'll get it. Let's keep going here. Uh, Psalms 85 says this, yes, the Lord will give. Listen, what is good? The Lord will give what is good, and your land will yield its increase. He's a giver. He's a giver. He wants to bless you. This is nature. He's a giver. Keep going. What's the next one there? It's Romans 15, 5. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. What is God a giver of here? Patience and comfort. 
He's a giver. He's a giver. I'm going somewhere with this. Catch this. Keep going. Next scripture. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus, who witnesses the good perfect confession before Pontius Pilate. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things. He's a giver. It's who he is. It's easy. It's not a problem. He's a giver. So what does that tell us how we need to be? We need to be like Jesus. We need to be givers. Oh, here he goes. He's going for the money. I'm not talking about money. Because right now, you know, in a lot of areas in this church, what we need is you to give your time. You to give your love. You to give your energy. That's what we need. You know what people in your family need more than taking them shopping? They need your love, your time, your words, your encouragement, you see. And when you serve a God that's a giver and you know a God that's a giver, you become a giver. Not just of money, but of, but of the other intangible things, a giver of grace. You know what a giver of grace is? It means this, it takes a lot to make you angry. Let me say that again. A giver of grace, if you're a giver of grace, it takes a lot to make you angry. Come on, chew on that for a minute. Say law on that for a minute. Yeah, here we go. That means this, if you're quick to angry, to get angry, you need to work on your grace. Everybody shouldn't be making you angry. Well, my husband get on my last nerve. My kids get on my nerves. You got to give some grace. Because when you're full of grace, you give people the benefit of the doubt. Oh, he didn't mean that. Oh, she's having a rough day. She didn't mean that. Oh, he didn't mean not to say hi to me. He's just in a hurry. That's a giver of grace. You know what some people do? He didn't even say hi to me, that punk. I ain't going to this church no more. All stuck up. I ain't going to this church no more. Walk right past me. Didn't he? Like, I didn't, like, I didn't even exist. How about you give some grace? Because then you'll sleep better at night. You'll be less grumpy, Oscar. Come on. Oscar the grouch. You'll be a lot happier in life if you just give. Are you guys getting something today? Okay, let's keep going. So the attributes of the giver. He loves to give. All right. Look at this next one here. First Corinthians. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Boom, there it is. The victory, it's given. He gives it to you, amen, through Jesus Christ. So the thing I want you to catch today is the attribute of the giver is that he loves to give. We need to love to give. Number two, let me give you this other one here before we let you go, and we're going to receive an offering in just a little bit here. But he gives generously. It's important to understand that God not only loves to give, so if he loves to give, you need to ask. He loves to give. Here's the other thing. Get in his presence. He loves to give. So if he loves to give, I want to be in his presence because I never know what he's going to give to me. Give me a word. Give me a vision. He'll give me strength. He'll give me grace. Every time I come into his presence, he brings and he gi- I leave with something. How many know that's like that with your mom's house sometimes? Some of you grown, grown people. Every time you go see mom, you leave with a little Tupperware or something. Amen? I go see my mom. She's pushing me out the door with cookies and just... Mio, here's a bag of Oreos. Mom, it's not even open. I'll just take a meal. I'll just take. She's a giver. How many got a mom like that? Amen. 
We all, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. God's like that too. God's like that too. You get in his presence, he's not just sitting there going, worship me. You get in his presence, he's there. Hear me, huh? hear me, huh? take this. You're going to need this. Take this. Take this word. Take this thing. Are you catching that? But not only does he do that, he gives generously. Look at James 1.5. James 1.5 says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Listen, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Now, in the scripture here, it's talking about him giving generously wisdom. But you will go throughout the scriptures and you will find that everything God gives is generous. What did Jesus say in 1010? I've come to give life and that much more abundantly. In other words, overflowing, more than enough. But I like what it says here. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Look at this part. Who gives generously to all, listen, without finding fault. I'm so thankful for that. Because, man, if he... If, he, well, that means when I come and say, God, we need this, he's not going, well, did you pay your tithe? Well, how much did you give in that extra offer? Oh, nothing? Get out of, get on out of here then. <laughs> I'm glad God is not like that. Oh, God, I need this. Did you help that person? Did you help that coworker? Uh, well, no. Go on out of here. Get, quit asking me for stuff. Get on out of here. Aren't you glad he's not like that? It says right there, he's not finding reasons not to bless you. He's looking for reasons to bless you. You ever wanted to bless your kid parents and you were just looking for something but couldn't find it? Me and my wife and I have had those conversations before. Oh, we, how, how can, you know, can, he wants to go over his friends. Can we, can we send him? Well, he hasn't done this. I know, but he, he did this. No, he really didn't. He didn't do a good job. Oh, you're right. But hey, he did this. Have you, haven't parents ever been there? Finally, we end up blessing him because he picked up his socks. I'm not going to say which kid, okay? I'm just going to say. We're finally looking for something to bless. And it came down to, well, he didn't leave his socks in the living rooms. Okay, okay, let's do that. Hey, mijo, because you didn't leave your socks, you can go. It sounds silly, but God does that for you. You don't serve in the church. You barely tithe, you barely give, you ain't told anybody about Jesus in years, and you come to the Lord and he's, instead of holding that against you, he's going, at least you're asking me. Here you go. At least you had enough faith to go, can I have it, God? How many can do that right, amen? He's looking to bless you without finding any fault in you. God, do you realize who you serve? This is why somebody can come off the streets, be on crack for years, have damaged their kids for years, have abused their kids for years, and find grace covering them in an instant. How could you go back? In an instant. He didn't come and go, well, I'm not serving you because you put your kids through hell. He doesn't do that. He says, you're here. It took courage for you to come to the front. Here, here's everything you need. That is the God we serve. So here's the thing. If that's the God you serve, then serve him. Serve him. Because serving ain't sitting. You need to write that down. You tattoo lovers need to get that tattooed on you somewhere. <laughs> sitting ain't serving. 
That's why we got these hard chairs, so you'll get up and want to do something. That ain't why. That ain't why. Okay, let's wrap this up. Can you help me with the keyboard here so they think I'm almost done? So he gives generously, people. I'm going to leave it at that right now. He gives generously. Because God gives generously, this is why we live the way we live. This is why we lay down our lives. This is why we get to church. This is why the praise and worship team gets here at 8. This is why the sound guys set up at 8. This is why we do what we do. This is why there are adults in the back serving your kids right now. This is why there are people holding babies that are not theirs. This is why somebody's changing a diaper of a child that ain't theirs. Because we serve a God that loves to give. How could we not? And if you don't serve him, I pray you're uncomfortable today. Not to heap condemnation on you, but so that you can change because you're really missing out on something. Because the Bible says whatever you give comes back to you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. It comes right back. It doesn't leave your life. It simply goes into your future. So when you're down, not having a good day, someone's going to come by and lift you. When your bills are stacking up, a blessing's on the way to help you meet that thing. But it starts with how you give. And you can only give to the level of the revelation you have of God the giver. I'll put it to you like this. We become like what we worship. We become like what we worship. Amen? In my travels, I've seen countries that don't serve God. Those countries are like what they worship. Do you want to know why America has been blessed the way it has? Because it was founded on a worship of God. America was founded because we wanted religious freedom to serve God the way we need to. And it's been blessed. Now pray for our nation. The devil's at work. All this crazy police stuff, and, and man, it, it's, it's, it's sad what is going on with law enforcement out there. We need to pray for them. It's sad that people are getting off for some of these things. But listen, never let it cause you to despise authority. This is a side note. Pray for our law enforcement, guys. Pray, even in the mistakes they make, pray for them. But this morning, ushers, go ahead and stand and pass out envelopes there. We're going to receive a second offering. And this is not why I taught this today, but I, I thought that after the word works, I want you to really do something because this offering is not for us. It's not for this house. It's not We're not going to do something with it to bless the house. This is a seed for people that we do not know. This is a seed for people that don't have what we have. This is a seed. And one of the commands Jesus told us, he said, listen, take care of the Bless the poor. You know, we're going to go out and you might say, well, maybe some of these people we're going to go visit, they ain't poor. Maybe they're poor in spirit. Maybe they just need to know that church isn't all bad. Maybe their experience with church has been they've gone and been criticized, this, this, and this. And here comes a church with a Santa Claus. We got a good Santa too, y'all. He's good. He's really good. I'm not going to tell you who he is, but he's good. Like y'all don't know. <laughs> he's real. That's right best ho-ho. He got that laugh down. He, he's good. But listen, this offering is going to go to help us be God's arm into the community. That's all. And what I'm asking you to do is, is not anything 
major if you can't, but I'm at least asking you to do something that would provide a gift for, for a child. In my family, we have a budget of what we're going to spend on our kids, you know, what a present might cost that they're, that they're looking for. And so we're going we're gonna to sow a seed that would kind of be an equivalent of that. And that's going to help us go and bless the community. So what we're asking, and if you're visiting for the very first time, please don't be compelled in any way. If you want to give, that would be much appreciated, but nobody brought you here to take anything from you. But we're a church that believes that everything we do for others, God will do for us. And uh, uh, one of the things that excites me about our church growing is the ability that we'll have to bless more people. So if you're writing out a check, just make it out to uh, Elevate Life Church and We'll make sure it all goes into the right place. And, and if you want to give online, listen, there are people that have saw our ads on Facebook and they've gone on there and they've given to this, to this cause here. So God's gathering it. I know he's going to do it. And this Wednesday, myself, my wife, and Eddie Cobb's going to drive us down. We're going to go down to the toy district. We're going to believe that we can just buy some great gifts to bless kids. And it might seem like a small act, it might seem like something like, really, what's that going to do? But I believe it's going to do a lot in the hands of God. Anything you say, God, use this, he is going to use. Amen? Let me pray over you as you prepare to give. Father, we just thank you for the awesome opportunity that we have to be your arm in the earth. And I pray, Lord God, that as each person gives a gift to be a blessing to the community outside of their family, you will make this the best Christmas for them. Because, God, you're a giver. And that's why it's nothing. It is nothing for you to give back to us when we give unto you. I ask that you bless these families. Stir up faith in the room that they might give their best gift to be a blessing to another family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. I'll give you a few seconds there and then we'll receive that. But listen, really let that get on your insides, folks. God's not going to let you go without. He's a giver. Get on your face. Ask God. Seek him every day. Be in his presence. And watch what he does. I believe in this month we're going to see God really unleash a lot of gifts in this place, in this house. And release more gifts into your life. Ushers, go ahead and stand and, and uh, receive that this morning. Thank you guys in advance for your generosity. Every time we've ever done this, we've had more than enough. And every time we've ever received an offering, I've never had to come and manipulate you in any way, make you feel bad, shed tears like a TV preacher. Please. We ain't never had to do that. Amen. Thank you for that. Because I get to keep my dignity. Amen. <laughs> keep, my man, keep my man of God card when I don't have to twist people's arms to get them to do the will of God. Amen. And we appreciate that. Yeah, praise God. And after service, don't forget your, to hand in your balance and the pin that you stole, I mean borrowed, make sure you hand that in so that you don't steal it. Because when you give it back, God's got more pins for you in your future. Let's stand on our feet this morning here. I put that J backwards, didn't I? Sorry. Come on, just close your eyes for just a moment. I just want to give the giver of life, the giver of good things, the giver of strength and grace some, a moment in this room before I let you go. To 
Some of you, I'll probably say all of us came in this room today in need of something. Corporately, we're in need of our building. This out there, he's doing something. We all have a need. And remember, he's looking for a reason to give it to you. All he needs is your faith to ask. So before leaving here right now, I want you to take a moment. And I want you to just ask the giver of gifts for the things that you're needing this Christmas. And don't feel bad. Oh, well, you know, I could probably do with that. Listen, he's a generous giver, which means he gives you the desires of your heart. Desires, not just needs. Desires, not just needs. So we're going to take a moment right now, and I'm just going to let him play. And keep your eyes closed, because that way you're not embarrassed around who's around you. But I want you to just ask the Lord for whatever it is that you're needing or is on your heart. Go right ahead. got to do is ask. All you got to do is ask. Now lift your hands toward heaven. Let's all say this together. Jesus, I believe you're a giver of good gifts. Your word says no good thing will you withhold from me. Your word says, if I delight myself in you, you will give me the desires of my heart. And I receive the things that I need now in Jesus' name. Come on, now worship him like you've got it already. Come on, lift out your voice. Come on, praise him with your lips. Thank him right now. Father, we thank you for our building. We thank you for breaking addictions, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for healing in our body right now, Lord. We thank you for saving our loved ones and our friends. We praise you. And Lord, help us as we go this week to be givers every day. Let us model your behavior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have an incredible week. If you need prayer for anything, my wife.